0: This week's episode of Aussie Tech is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco and keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au all our servers are operating on ssd drives immediate activation ssl certificates aussie support domain registration and more easy install wordpress joomla drupal and 300 other one-click installations generous space and bandwidth auto backups wordpress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact if your webpage is important for your business or your life contact us today aussie support secure services athwebhosting.com.au and now for the show Welcome to episode 726 of the Aussie Tech So I'm Jason Oakley and this is Will Topkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How's stuff going up your end?
1: <sighs> I think that's a very personal question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Reminds me of a certain family guy cut. Yeah, it
1: does. Um, well, I can't complain too much. We have power in like half of Queensland at the moment. So, so What happened a... there? Uh, apparently somebody pressed the wrong button and power station went boom. I don't know.
0: Oh. Not the self-destruct button. (laughs) Don't they have the countdown like on TV?
1: Yeah, but the difference is it doesn't stop at one.
0: (laughs) Self-destruct in T-minus 10 seconds. So,
1: I don't know exactly what happened. I think there was um, one of the... We've got, um, obviously most states do, but Queensland's got a couple of coal-fired... They're constant load uh, stations, so they're the ones that supply the base load. So, there's always X amount of power flowing into the grid. Um, and then if they need more power they bring the other ones online uh, and one of the yeah they got two from what I the way I understand it they got two main generators um like generator one and generator seven or something because apparently the other five went missing <laughs> like they had a garage sale or something um <laughs> but eBay did you check eBay yeah I don't know. um but yeah one of the generators like it, it failed. Uh, apparently it's a pretty spectacular explosion from, from some of the photos I've seen. Ah. Um and yeah, like power from basically the Gold Coast to like Mackay to like Esk. Just, like just so many people don't have power. Uh. Um we're lucky we we see we've got Swanbank down the road. But it's weird because we have power but suburbs close to the Swan Bank didn't, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but <laughs> during the day... It's, it's lucked so, out. Yeah. During the day, it's not so much of an issue because there's heaps of solar to support the grid. Um, overnight, when the base loading comes in, uh, there's there's some places that struggle for power. Apparently, for the next... <laughs> for the next they
0: couple, should
1: have got For the next couple of months, there's going to be rolling blackouts.
0: I heard it could so, be up to a year before it gets fully fixed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they'll I think the way that, I think the way they're thinking is the next couple of months they'll be sort of random intermittent, who knows where they're gonna be blackouts and then after that they'll be actual scheduled rolling blackouts. It's gonna yeah, uh, depend a bit on the load. Being tell like um you look at the Amber electricity um power uh program like on app on yep. their phone and they give you predictions on what power's gonna cost and stuff. And yes. currently during the day, it's you know sixteen, seventeen, nineteen cents during the day. Over night, oh, it's not too bad tonight. They reckon the highest peaks are going to be at forty-eight cents, um, fifty cents. At when's that going to be? Nine o'clock tonight. It's going to hit fifty cents. Then it's going to go back down again, about twenty-two. But um, when it happened, oh there we go. Tomorrow night, six thirty peak loading time. see, six thirty-seven, seven thirty it's going to be like a dollar. You know what
0: my peak is
1: tonight? What's that? 74 yeah well mine's currently but
0: 7 a.m at eighty three.
1: mine's currently 22 um but the thing is like when this happened when this blackout happened i checked the app and i was seeing you know like normally we talk 20 cents a kilowatt i was seeing 22 25 dollars a kilowatt yeah when yeah. it when it first happened and they
0: saturated <clears throat> their backup link to new south wales as well
1: yeah so um So, yeah, so it's fun. Um, You know, it's funny, we were talking a couple weeks ago how Victoria, I think it was Victoria in New South Wales or South Australia in New South Wales, wanted to um, start charging people for feeding back into the grid. Yep. And it's like, right there shows you how dumb of a move that really is because... (laughs) The only thing supporting the grid during the day is people's solar. So, if you start charging them for the export, Switching they're just going to turn the solar off. <laughs> and you won't have this free power that you're currently getting. So, stop your bitching. Uh, stop so, giving us too much free power. But, um, but yeah. So, it's, you know, we're actually starting to almost have winter at the moment. Uh, We've been getting to um, 27, 28 during the day. Yep. And like four of a night. So... <laughs> So
0: I wonder what mine's been recently. Start, it was uh, we'll too just, bad
1: today. We fired up a new fire pit the other day for the first time.
0: 20 today, but Saturday is raining and top of 15, low of 9.
1: 9, yeah. See, we get colder, but our days are still quite warm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we for the eclipse last night, we fired up the the, the new fire pit and tested it out.
0: Ah, yeah, I saw the
1: photos. And, uh, that's, yeah, it works well. The fire and the super blood moon. Yeah. You saw that? Wasn't, not, there wasn't that red up here, not, not like yours. The yeah, photo you put that up was, there was really.
0: That was red. just a photo taken with my Galaxy S20 Ultra in night mode.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what phones can do now, hey? You have
0: to hold it infuriatingly <laughs> s- still because it's like, I got a five second t- countdown and I'm going to pick the best thing. So don't, and I had to do it like four times because just the tiniest little shake of your hands and yeah. it's blurry. Try again. You're supposed to. Is that song finished playing? <laughs> it was my last radio show I was doing ever last night, so I put on a bunch of songs and then ran outside every now and then, and I finally got a good one. <laughs> really nice. It even got some stars around it and everything.
1: So you're supposed to. Um, you're supposed to uh, put in on a tripod for that sort of stuff because yeah. it's such a long exposure. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, I didn't have one with me at the station.
1: Yeah, I do
0: have. I did. I don't know if I still got my tripod. I might have given it away or sold it or thrown it out or something.
1: Yeah, I got a few of them. My
0: new dash cam has arrived. Mm. Got to install that. It's another over the revision mirror dash cam that connects with another cable up to the back window for another dash cam, and it's got touchscreen. With uh, you can play back and record now and stuff like that on the screen and set it all up from a touch screen. It's supposed to have an app. The, um, the company is as which is in Hong Kong, but you go to the Google app store and their app is not there. So you could use that to download and view the stuff on your phone or even say start recording now and stop if you wanted to get a particular thing. Yeah. But The app doesn't exist in our app store, so at least it's got the touchscreen. I can do everything there anyway. You might
1: be able to um, load that from their website. You can backload them a lot of the time.
0: They link to Google Play Store.
1: Oh, they don't have it. And it says,
0: sorry, this item doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's just not up for their version, particular Android version.
0: Well, I messaged them on Twitter but haven't heard anything Mm. back, so we'll see how it goes. But it should be pretty cool having a touchscreen one and it's got... Better quality cameras and night time, and it's got um, lane warnings. Mm. So if you if you start to wander out of your lane and beep beep beep, beep <laughs> stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. It wasn't that expensive? And then uh, tomorrow should be arriving some stuff for my um, thirty ninety graphics card. I'm going to replace the uh, thermal pads because the ones that come standard with it don't let you overclock very well for your yeah. uh, mining and uh, new arctic silver that was recommended on a page that i a uh, video i saw on youtube and um some, oh you have to get a uh, isopropyl for cleaning off all the old stuff so that's coming sometime oh, in the next couple of weeks so metho,
1: metho works perfectly fine
0: i might have to borrow that from dad because i haven't had any use for me he always had metho and terps for some reason yeah, I you used to do method. a lot of painting, so I guess you have terps for that.
1: Meth, I mean, you use metho for everything, cleaning. I don't and... think he was drinking them. Terp, you I wouldn't... can't be sure. Metho you can drink, terps you wouldn't want to drink, it's a, no. that, that'd be a bad day. <laughs> metho you can drink, it's still a bad day, but at least you'll live. Um, I
0: used to put it on pimples and yeah, scratches and scratches.
1: stuff. Or you can use it for cleaning, we use it for all sorts of stuff. I use it to clean my um, my uh, print beds for the 3D printer. And flush your teeth uh i try not to not yeah. so i don't drink it on the odd occasion but <laughs> if it's there and there's nothing else what are you supposed to do um it's also a good fire lighter.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but uh yeah i've, I've got, I got i like the arctic um arctic silver is that all the time That's so just, at the uh,
0: moment i'm doing 97 mega hashes but it should get up to 120 with the new thermal pads and arctic on there
1: nice yeah, I gotta go through my graph. Oh, that could be the problem with my graphics card. Actually, I have gotta go through and check that. I could be having overheating issues. Every time I <laughs> play a game or start mining for more than five minutes, my system crashes. So. Get
0: a program, Tech Power Up GPU-Z. Yeah, I got it. And it tells you why the power is being throttled.
1: It just crashes.
0: <laughs> that crash uh, mine was um, sort of Thermal. overheating and it would tell yeah. you the memory temperature it's not the not the graphics card temperature it's the memory chips temperature that was the problem yeah cuz you have a look at at the mining and it says temperature 53 degrees but the memory temperature is 110
1: really which is wow. not good mine never got that hot my my card got to like 75 and my card memory got to like 82.
0: All oh, right. right. Yeah, that's like. good. That's where the new thermal should bring it down, to 82. Yeah.
1: Well, the card I've got, some. Uh, it's one of the Radon ones, but I can't remember, can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's um thermal, It's uh, liquid cool by default, so. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah. yeah, mine's just got three fans on it. But it's actually the, really
1: quiet, even when, it's, even when it's on flat out, you can hardly hear it.
0: Yeah, mine's going there with a
1: big industrial fan in front of the yeah, case yeah. as well. That <laughs> makes a difference. That makes a difference. And that AC every now and then. Well, I was gonna say the way I've got my aircon, my aircon is basically like this room is an add-on, added-on room. Like it, it was modified. Like there would have been a wall right here originally in this room, uh, but they might have been a better image for the podcast. Yeah, well, they've pushed, <laughs> they've pushed it back four foot. So there's like this little alcove thing where the wall sort of still comes out from the side walls a bit. Yep. So I've got the aircon mounted directly straight above my head and the computer's sitting sort of mounted to the inside of one of those jutted out walls. Ah. So I just put a bit of cardboard like directly blowing Direct the aircon. it air down. Con, And so the aircon always blows down straight into the computer.
0: Ah, oh, nice. So <laughs> it likes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I just noticed that my um, 3070 wasn't mining very high and I saw that the overclocking was switched off for that one. Don't know why. But I fixed it now. Should get about 60, 61 all the time. Although I do see interesting things. You know, the uh, Ant miner I've got, which mm. is 14 tera hashes. Some days the accepted speed is 22 tera hashes. Yeah. Today it was nine, but then it goes back up to 14. And then if, if it says 22, you don't believe it from the app. It has to be what NiceHash tells you is their accepted speed.
1: Yeah, on the website. And,
0: yeah, sometimes it just says 22 mega hashes, even though it's only a 14 tera hash. Uh, 22 terahash, hash, not mega. Yeah. 22 tera hash accepted speed. So well have some good stuff On here.
1: our mineables one, mine's... Uh... Mine's expected at 50 is what it averages out to, but it reports back at 70 usually. Oh, that's good. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's because the difficulty's dropped recently because everything's tanked. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably it. (laughs) Because that calculation's based on a fixed difficulty, so as the difficulty changes, so does the... They're on their way back up again, so just hold your horses, people. (laughs) Yeah, well... rip. um... This
0: is not something you do for the short run.
1: Those coins on its way back up again.
0: Um, uh, Engine's going to have their jump net be released sometime in the next couple of weeks and connect to, uh, what was that other network? I can't remember now. And then um, they'll be doing a lot more stuff and they've partnered with a few other companies too. Mm. It's going to be powering the next generation of uh, gaming. And Age of Rust just got released, so I want to have a look and see what that's going to be like. They've only just released it in the last few days, I think, and it's supposed to be a really good 3D MMO or something that's got um, back by engine.
1: Is that the sequel to Rust? Would I don't like know. I sequel? think it'd probably be something different completely game? different. Let me have a look. Age of Rust. Uh, let's see. Powered by engine. Oh, it's single player. Okay. Is it? Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Single player, first person shooter. It looks alright, though. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, it's got a very MechWarrior feel about it. It sounds alright. Like, just the way it sort of looks. It's got that... If ever I might download it on the uh, Shut up. Stupid autoplay websites. If you... Um, <laughs> it's okay, it scared the crap out of me, too. <laughs> um, if you've ever played the old, like, early, mid to late 90s MechWarrior, yep. it kind of reminds me of that. Kind of a cross between that and um, Blade Runner.
0: Oh, all right, so. I'm going to join their Discord later tonight.
1: And Have a party!
0: I'll probably be going to bed straight after, I Join it because um. I'm an old fat, <laughs> an old fat geek,
1: an old fat who's a geek.
0: Can we do some noose.
1: We can try. Not making oh. any promises
0: though. <laughs> something missing though. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's,
1: that's you can thank the update for that. <laughs> The, really, really
0: message gotten. You'll have to just tell everybody about it.
1: I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can get that. To the Patreon uh, is a thing. Um, you can find us on there, slash Aussies Techheads. Thanks to our subscribers. Um, you guys
0: rock. You do. And girls and others.
1: And yellow balls and skulls and <laughs> whatever else is on there. Yep. Um, yeah, the. That uh, helps us out and um, we will be having, we will, wow, we'll be doing a, um, another Patreon only show hopefully in the next week or two. Um, for those who don't know, I've, me and Sonia have just bought the company I've been working for for the last 10 years. Um, so the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a blur. <laughs> trying to get <laughs> on the And they'll be that. accepting all the cryptos too. <laughs> we do accept cryptos, yeah. Um, so... Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll kind of get on top of that and we can start getting some sort of regular semblance of programming back again. So <laughs> uh, I apologise uh, last week and probably this week as well, but last week I, w- watching the video back, oh, I was just so out of it and disjointed last week. I apologise for that. I was dog tired and I was having technical issues, so, you know, that just, that helped. (laughs) Helped tremendously. Lucky most people (laughs) listen to the audio version. (laughs) I don't think I was much better on the audio. I think I was horrible on that, too. (laughs) My audio was so over overdriven last week and I don't understand why. Um, I think I fixed it this week. I don't think um, I don't think it's going to be Is that a hit
0: film thing? Um,
1: No. I think I just think something was... I was just having problems in general last week, so I just Uh, don't really know. Hopefully, i fix it this week, but I guess time will tell. Yep. (laughs) So, all right, let's um, go through the huge amount of news stories we have this week. Huge!
0: Yum Brands, the operator of KFC Pizza Hut Taco Bell, has swallowed Australian kitchen order management and delivery technology Dragon Tail Systems for $93.5 million. Dragon Tail has quickly established a following among quick service restaurant chains, counting the likes of Domino's and Pizza Hut as customers. If approved, Yum! Brands said it tends to take Dragon Tail's AI technology and scale it globally across its operations. With Dragon Tail, we expect to tap into the power of AI to accelerate and further enhance our delivery technology capabilities, especially at Pizza Hut, and optimize the end-to-end food preparation process. Dragon Tail's platform is currently deployed across nearly 1,500 Pizza Hut restaurants over t- in over 10 countries. If the scheme is successfully implemented, Yum Brands intends to scale and offer Dragon Tail's platform to its brands around the world over time. In an ASX filing, Dragon Tail System says that Yum Brands has agreed to pay only $3.5 million in cash for all of the issued share capital in Dragon Tail on a fully diluted basis. Well, well, there you go, I didn't know they own both Pizza Hut and Domino's.
1: <laughs> no conflict of oh. interest, eh?
0: I wonder if it's the, um... You know you... how they've got an AI robot that scans your pizza to make sure it looks right?
1: No, but anyway. Yeah.
0: Every pizza gets scanned through a robot system that's, that measures whether the pizza was made to Domino's standards, and if it's not, it'll reject it and they have to make it again.
1: It's probably the same same robot that determines whether you get 12 or 13 screws in your box and you buy, and you buy a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> you either get 12 and you need 9. You either get 12 and you need 27, or you get 143 and need 8. <laughs> so it's probably the it same. evens out in the long run, right? <laughs> it's probably the same robot. <laughs> I don't like I used to make pizzas for a living, like not just like crappy Domino's pizzas, which I used to make as well, but I used to actually make proper gourmet pizzas, like uh, from the dough through to the prep work and cut everything up. But like we used to do it from end to end, make the whole lot. You know, you get a massive big family pizza, a big a big twenty four inch, you know, family pizza, for, you know, thirty two dollars, but it'd feed four hundred people. You know, yep. Um, and it used to take to assemble a pizza assuming it was a custom pizza and you're taking the ingredients one by one because that's how people tend to give them to you even though you can remember them but anyway um let's say it took a minute to make the pizza it takes seven minutes to cook in the oven so it's an eight minute process from the time you start the order to the time the pizza's done you can't change. You can't physically cook the pizza any quicker because if you turn the oven up, you burn the bottom and you don't melt the top. Yep. So it's got to take seven between seven to nine minutes. That's as fast as you can push a pizza through. And the quickest you can make it is about thirty seconds if you know what you're making, or about a minute if you don't. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure how long these people. Are, and it was less in Domino's because the ba- bases were pre-made. You didn't have to s- stretch a base or make a base. So they were pre-done. Yep. Um, and a lot of them are already pre-sourced so they didn't have to do that yep. I could literally get a pizza from order to production into the oven in 15 seconds Yeah. and they push them through in 6 and then they pull them out cut them and box them in about 30 seconds so in 7 minutes you've got a pizza from end to end Yeah. so I'm not really sure how much uh, time saving I think there's this the, the quality make.
0: to make sure they put the right amount of this and the right spacings and
1: Or you could just train your staff properly. I mean, you know. (laughs) If you pay
0: them properly, they'll work properly. The thing
1: is you can spend $50,000 on a robot or you could spend an extra five minutes and tell your staff how to make a pizza properly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you see McDonald's in the US is offering a free iPhone if you take one of their jobs and stay for a minimum of six months? Because people don't Mm. want to work there for...
1: This shows you how $10. things have changed. When I was at school um back in you know mid 90s the one of the best positions you could take was as a school leaver was a McDonald's position. Yep. The it, and stay there for like 3 years and become a manager because McDonald's management was considered one of the best trained highly developed managerial positions in the industry. Yep. <clears throat> now you, you you don't even want to step foot in the place for fear that, you know, like, you'll be ridiculed for working at McDonald's. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happened so much in the last 25 years that they've gone from being top of the industry lead, industry leaders, most sought after position to not anybody ever wanting to work there. Yeah.
0: There's <laughs> always everyone saying, what are you just going to end up slinging chips at McDonald's or something?
1: I mean, it used to be, a, <laughs> a put down. you know, well, that's it. But it used to be a fantastic position. <laughs> Yeah, um. Yeah. I'm, I never actually worked at McDonald's. I have worked at several other takeaways and fast food places. Um, but I have friends who have, back in the early 90s, did start working at McDonald's. They so. started off when the first six months they were there. All they'd do is they'd unload the truck and they'd pack the freezers and they'd reload the fridges and they'd learn the customer service. They wouldn't even touch the kitchen for the first six months. Yeah, yeah. Then he got put on like apple pie and hash brown because they are the hardest to screw up. So you got given those for, like, three months until you could do those. And then you went to, like, fries, and then you went to, like... Um, burgers. You know, oh, Burgers was... No, Burgers was, like, two years later. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't go... It took a long time to work up to Burgers. You <laughs> did all the ancillary stuff. You made the salads and you made the... You did the nuggets and you did all, all of this other stuff. <laughs> your burgers was, like, the, the last. And then when you did do Burgers, you'd start on the like the cheeseburgers and the hamburgers and the fillet of fish burgers and you start on all the basic Boy, Easy ones stuff. And you'd Can't work together. Yeah, and then... But I got friends who went right through that process and I stayed with McDonald's for like three or four years and they ended up being managers at McDonald's. Yeah. First, just store manager. And then after another 12 months, I ended up becoming area manager, then state manager. And there's a couple of them have gone on to be... That I'm... That I, uh, a couple of friends I sort of still know about have come on have gone up to be like um, national branch managers like they're in charge of all the branches in in state and they communicate with other states and sort all that out like they've topped yeah, guns yeah I think you know? um,
0: I watched one of those um, what do they call them the surprise boss thing yeah and the the CEO of um, Domino's Australia started off as a driver mm. worked his way up
1: yeah And yeah, and then you know, these were these were really sought after positions, but now you tell someone you work in any of those places and they'll just laugh at you like you know, and I kinda get it because they've they've shot themselves in the foot. The the entire staff base has an average age of eleven. Yeah. You know, like they can pay them nothing. They pay them nothing. They don't train them, they don't give them any sort of and that's part of the reason you get them there. You, you are paying them less, but you're supposed to be training them. Yeah. Not just letting them have free reign in the kitchen, cocking up every order that comes in, screwing everything up, making a hash of the place. Yeah. That's not Hash brown you, of a place. <laughs> you know, and that was the problem I had with Domino's. I had been with Domino's previously, and I moved and went to a different Domino's. It wasn't actually... Um, it wasn't a franchise. It was a privately owned one. And... Nobody in there had a clue about anything because they were all school kids who only worked there one night a week and thought they all ran the place. <laughs> and it was just horrendous. And a mess. You like you wonder why these places have bad names. Yeah, you know. There's you know.
0: another another uh, <clears throat> takeaway place in the US said when you come in for an interview, you can have all the sides you want. That was the. <laughs> And people are like, why don't you just pay us a better wage? No, yeah. you can have some chips and stuff when you come in, or you can have a free iPhone if you stay for six months, but we won't pay anymore. Yeah. Like, well, why do I want to work there?
1: Uh, I mean, I get it when somebody starts. You, you don't pay them. And this is the whole... Okay, so America has this intern system, which we don't really have here. We kind of have it similar. We have an apprenticeship system, but it, it is different. <laughs> But the whole point of an internship is you spend 12 months, you work for, you You do, you work for nothing, they literally don't pay you anything. You do get benefits, you do get, um, you know, you do get your schooling paid for, you do get uh, certain Actual. certain government funding. But the, go- the, ca- the company you're working for doesn't pay you. Um, but the whole point of that 12-month internship is to learn how that profession works and to be trained up enough at the end of the 12 months that hopefully that company or a similar company will hire you. Yep. Whereas here, we have something similar. We have apprenticeships and traineeships, which you do get paid a minimum wage, but the principles are the same. You get, like, you get your minimum wage, you get your education over your two or three years that it runs for, and then at the end of it, you become fully qualified, you can work in the industry, you can make your money. Um, the problem with places like Macca's and and you know uh, Domino's and a lot of those like sort of places. <coughs> um, they put them on at that that with that entitle that enticement. They go, Oh look, you spend two years with us and you know you've had this much industry experience and you, you can do this and do this but but they don't because they treat them so poorly that taking the, the, the low wage side of it away and assuming it's a, a training mechanism that you're going to be better off in the long run. They treat them so poorly and don't educate and don't train in any way, shape or form that's useful that after three or four months, they're like, well, why am I here? Yeah,
0: so they lose and another <laughs> kid comes in. Yeah. And the next so, one leaves and another one comes in. So it's always rotating. And
1: what the, what any any energy or effort they have put into training is thrown out the window and they've got to start again. Yeah. So why not just train your staff properly once and not have to worry about it? Nah,
0: This way is obviously working much better. You
1: know, like
0: (laughs) high staff turnover must be great.
1: As somebody who does uh, has done uh, staff training as a living, (laughs) it it was my job to train and educate staff to to put them into the workplace. Yep. Um, I know the value of having correctly trained staff because once you've taught them. 70% 70% of what they need to know you've taught them enough that they can figure the rest out for themselves and the ones that can't you don't want there anyway yep you know you don't want to tell them everything it's you a good just, test yeah you want to give them enough information that they're they're self-sustaining <coughs> and then working on the theory that they'll continue their own educations based on the fact that they want to do this job and they want to do it better yep if the ones that do are the ones that you invest your time and energy in. The ones that don't the ones that you let go and you find somebody else. But when every single staff is that Category 2, <laughs> it's got to be telling you something. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Do
1: <coughs> no, you want me to Speak, do another one? Speaking of... Um, oh, you uh, got some. Yeah, i got it. What do you mean if i got some? Of course I've got at least one. I
0: didn't know if you wanted to turn after that rent that went for half an hour.
1: Well maybe shut <laughs> up speaking of boss mode oh wait this is quake mode but this got us when we were talking about the story earlier we got sidetracked a lot of the old games used to have what they call boss mode key so if you're playing a game on your work computer and you hit F11 it'd pop up the it'd minimise the game and bring up the windows back behind it so it was called boss mode or fake or, fake
0: Excel spreadsheets yeah. or, or something. <laughs> something
1: but Microsoft is bringing quake mode to Windows Terminal so Say what <laughs> So, for those who don't know, Quake mode um, goes back for, well, many years though I, c- I can recall. But basically, you, um, if you have a window that's called underscore Quake, so if you have a text file or you have a, in this case, it's a terminal window. Um, if you press the, I think it was the, um, the Windows minus key, I believe it is, um, the terminal's automatically snapped to the top half of the monitor it can't be resized it just sits there um <coughs> oh, excuse me the uh it forces focus so it, it takes takes uh, the focus over um it's hidden from the taskbar so you can't alt tab to it and you can only have one quake window at a time so in the game quake mode it was the same thing you could press the windows minus key and it pop the game up but you, it didn't show up on the start bar or anything like that, so if you're alt-tabbing through your other programs, you wouldn't accidentally bring it up. <laughs> but it's the same thing Microsoft has done in Terminal now. Um, so the more boss for can't <clears> see
0: until you <throat> you're working? Is that a-
1: <laughs> more for a bit of fun than, any, than anything, I think. But basically, version 1.9 of Windows Terminal introduces Quake mode, uh, allows users to fire up new Terminal instance from anywhere. Basically, it's a shortcut to, to Terminal um, by typing in shortcut Windows plus uh, the tilt key. Windows and Tild this in this case, um, that can be dismissed with the same shortcut. And the terminal is snapped to the top half of the screen and can be used straight away. Um, the new setting emulator uh, also, um, sorry, with, the, blah, blah, blah. with this version, of Windows Terminal users can set it as the default emulator. Windows allowing any command line application to launch inside the users select the terminal emulator. For example, double clicking on PowerShell will automatically open inside Windows Terminal preview. Uh, the new setting is in the just-released Windows 10 Insider Preview. They can be found inside the console uh, property sheet. We've also created an, uh, an italic version of its Cascadia, Cascadia font, uh, which is developed just for terminal use, which you can grab from GitHub. And they're adding uh, Arabic and Hebrew characters to the Cascadia code in mid-June. <coughs> they're also allowing customizable keyboard shortcuts um, to help with the editing... Um, Editing of of things inside there, so I just thought that was pretty cool. That yeah, they're having a bit of fun with that application. Um, completely pointless for the most part, but <laughs> fun for old <laughs> but Yeah, it, it, well, that's it'd be you know it's fine. <laughs> I think <clears throat> yes, yet another Windows shortcut that everybody's going to forget how to use in six months' time. Definitely, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them.
0: On on the Mac, you can do. Um... <clears throat> apple space to bring up the sherlock uh, search bar i do that on windows and it doesn't have the same effect <laughs> i've got muscle memory instead of going window button and then typing in what you search i do window and space and i'm like no that's not what i want oh i'm not on that machine anymore
1: yeah it's funny how you forget keys like <clears throat> obviously people remember the things they use like alt tab and control alt, delete but then you forget there's like Control Alt Shift and Windows Shift something yeah. and you know all these other keys <laughs> you can bring up. Is it Control Shift T? I think it is.
0: I use Control Shift V to paste plain text without all the bold and underscore and font stuff.
1: Um. So apparently, Control okay, Control Shift T brought up uh, Windows Terminal tips and tricks shortcut page in the browser <laughs> that's what you wanted <laughs>
0: that's interesting
1: <laughs> so yeah but yeah there's a lot of a lot of tricky little remember you used to have uh... what browser have you got <clears throat> mind
0: control shift T brought up the last browser tab that I closed yeah, that in was... my history it brought
1: it back no, that was in Chrome oh this is Firefox yeah. <laughs> Um, did I still have character map remember back in the day I used to have character map Chart map yeah yeah yeah, you still, it's still a thing? there. Yeah, i still Just a thing. It. <laughs> You Used to be able to, like wingdings. <laughs> you used to have a couple of characters when you're typing the resume yep. to get the little thingy over the top of the e's. Oh, the accents, yeah. Yeah, you can bring them up. And <laughs> it's alt zero, We used no. to memorize all these things back in the day. Alt zero something, alt zero two three three, something like that. You used to bring up the the e. Um, and then there was one for, oh, yeah, I used, I used to use it. Oh, the one that used to, um, really cause issues when you used it in your password was the, the equivalent for space. yeah, Because it wasn't actually a space bar space. It was a different space. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was something like, um something like alt 206 or something used to bring up what would be the equivalent of the space bar but not the equivalent so you couldn't press spacebar to make the thing so it was great for putting in um, for putting in passwords and stuff like that
0: oh yeah yeah.
1: or making uh, text batch files and text documents (laughs) that other people couldn't read because they couldn't figure out how to get into it
0: yeah kind (laughs) of like uh, web page non-breaking space kind of thing yeah Stop the word
1: wrap <laughs> happening. That's <Let's> it. <clears throat> word wrap. Rap, rap.
0: Microsoft says it has mitigated an issue in its Office 365 service that <laughs> automatically routed regular emails directly to users' junk folder instead of to the inbox. They're investigating an issue which email in which emails being sent to the junk folder. They said in an advisory at 7:20 a.m. today, Australian time. They company said at 847 that it had reverted a change and observed successful email delivery. We're now reprocessing any emails that were incorrectly delivered as junk. Uh, enterprise users would be well advised to check their junk folders for the past few hours this morning. Uh, administrators reported trying to troubleshoot spam filtering settings on users accounts before the bug was acknowledged. It's The second issue in the past 12 hours of Office 365 that was caused by the introduction of errant spam rules. It was unlikely to have impacted Australia and New Zealand businesses greatly owing to the timing. Last night, Microsoft broke email forwarding for about three (laughs) and a half hours. We determined that a recently deployed spam rule is causing the impact we've prepared a fix and deploying it to affected infrastructure. Used of the cloud productivity suite to become accustomed to frequent issues and rollbacks in recent months. So don't trust all
1: your stuff to it. <laughs> just don't use Office three six five at all. There you just, go. <laughs> just don't. There's there's mil- there's many many other better programs that are free and don't cause anywhere near the heartache that Office three six five does. <laughs> <clears throat> the amount of in the last couple of months, the amount of bugs we must have reported on, that has been ridiculous. Yeah. And they charge your fortune for the privilege.
0: And then outages and.
1: So with that, would they just issue? The mail servers to re-evaluate what's in the spam folder. Yeah, because they don't store the emails per se, do they? Like, they can't no. resend an email effectively. No, no. Yeah, so they're just gone.
0: So once it's once it's received, it was supposed to get in your inbox, but it went to your junk. So they just say reprocess the junk and so if you've got, it got a you should
1: have. schedule that empties your junk mail every hour, you're screwed. It probably would be <laughs> great. Yeah, That's
0: that's one of the bonuses that our anti-spam system from work does is it can retroactively apply uh, rules to emails that are in junk or inbox. If we find something that got into inboxes and it shouldn't and we put in a block, it can take it out of the inbox and go into the spam and vice versa.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Hmm. I often wonder how that works because it's... It, I mean, I've had it happen. The
0: simplest ones just go, chuck it in junk, that's done. You have to go find it if you're lucky. Yeah. And then have a lot of people yelling down on the phone to their customers, we did send you an email. It's probably <laughs> in your junk. No, nothing ever goes to junk. Well, just look. Oh, it was in my junk.
1: <laughs> well, that's funny because, yeah, I, I don't normally have anything at all going to, um, I mean, with my G- Gmail I do, but with our um, hosted email addresses, yeah, have all almost never have anything go into the junk folder or the spam folder in there Uh. Uh, but I noticed it was last week week before something like that I went in there and there's like 40 emails in there I'm like what the heck and one of our suppliers must have something in their client setting somewhere and every single email they sent had um asterisk asterisk asterisk, spam asterisk, asterisk asterisk and then the the thing
0: yeah, that's probably spam mm. assassin, which is built into control panel. You can change the level that it works on or turn it off if you don't want it to in case it's going to wreck it. But spam assassin, I think, is usually the one that adds in the spam tags.
1: But it's funny. It, it's only this one supplier. Yeah. and it's, There's it's, a
0: rule there somewhere. I don't know it's why. probably heuristic you know. anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Like, they don't send much in their email. They say, here's a copy of your invoice number, such and such, and they send the invoice.
0: Yeah. It could be their signature mm. that it's tagging on even. I see that <laughs> kind of thing all the time.
1: And it's just like so annoying because they're like, will you send us that invoice? So i will send them, but like, you haven't sent it. And they send them like, why? Why?" One, at, so- one
0: of the domains I had, I hosted with the um, G Suite. And you can oh, manage yeah. it like a full system, but it's just like webmail, like Gmail only. You yep. can do it for business and it didn't cost anything.
1: I used to like G Suite. It was all right, actually. They don't do it anymore, I don't think. It was sweet, G, word. They, they got rid yep, of it, yep. didn't they? Because they got rid of that when they got rid of um, Hangouts and uh, that other one. Um, the, the group messaging thing. I, yep. can't what was it. I can't remember what it's called now. Wave. Uh, group? Not group. Wave? Yeah, Wave. wave. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> I think I kind of got rid of all that stuff at the same time.
0: Have a look at killedbygoogle.com. <laughs>
1: There's a lot in there.
0: There's, it's the Google graveyard and two, all 229 things that have been killed. Google Chrome apps is getting killed in about a year. Android things, yeah. Google Hangouts, Angular JS, poly Tour creator, timely Google Cardboards going, Google crisis maps going, the Google go links, tilt brush, loon app maker, Google home, max, cloud print, Google play music killed seven months ago. Nest
1: Secure, killed seven months ago. Password checkup extension. Oh, they're getting rid of Loon. <laughs> yep. Loon was a good idea. Well, they probably don't need it anymore. That's why. Yep. It was basically... Not when uh, you
0: got somebody else chucking up satellites.
1: Yeah. Loon was basically... It was an interesting concept. They basically just put up weather balloons effectively. <laughs> um, the internet With wrong. Wi-Fi, with glorified Wi-Fi routers on them. And, yeah, gave in that coverage to... Areas that didn't have it. It was actually pretty cool. Ah. So they're getting rid of cloud print because most printers now have their own cloud print cloud servers. Cloud printing stuff, So yep. I understand why they're getting rid of that. Inbox,
0: Inbox by Gmail. Did you ever use that? I tried
1: it once and didn't really like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's probably why it's going away. <laughs> oh, Google Plus. would. Everybody knows that. Google Plus, Google yeah. Allo. Instant messaging. That was a, yeah. The... Um, uh, the cardboard doesn't really surprise me. I mean, cardboard's been around for like six or seven years now, and it's they haven't really done anything with it. No, so it, it was good
0: it, to get people introduced for cheap.
1: Yeah, it was an entry level VR, but it it just they they never it could have done a whole lot more than they did. They uh, had a lot
0: of potential, but
1: I did like the Google the one they killed fifteen years ago, the Google, Google Deskbar. Oh, right. I actually used to use that all the time. It was great. Yeah, I remember it, that now. You could use it like a shortcut bar. So not only was it a search bar, but you could actually put your apps in there that you used all the time. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to use that a lot. <laughs> that was actually cool. <laughs> so, But uh, Google Answers, that was their their uh, version of Ask Jeeves.
0: Yep, or Yahoo Answers.
1: Yeah. So
0: which I think is already going away because everyone just goes to Quora now.
1: Yeah, wow. It took over. But uh, yeah, that's a... Might have to go through that one day and do a show just based on all the old stuff, all the old tech, that, all the old internet there's a
0: There's a thing on the Mac that's called Sherlock, Getting Sherlocked as well because there was a company that brought out a search system that would index everything into a database on your hard drive, and all your emails and everything, and then when you typed in a search for any phrase, it would search all of those things, and it would pop up email and email program or a web page or whatever you had. And then um, Apple built it into their operating system, and the company didn't have a product anymore. <laughs> so there's there's a few um, applications and stuff that have been Sherlocked in that way that. Um, Apple has just built it in what you used to have as your company's funky product. They thought it was so good that instead of buying the company, they just built their own.
1: Yeah, it happens sometimes.
0: Not not like those uh, shavers that you like so much that you buy the company. <laughs> you remember that ad back in the day?
1: What was? Yeah, I do. I liked
0: it so much I bought the company. I'm trying
1: to think what it was. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Was it Gillette or something? I don't something know. Like
1: that. <laughs> no, I do you? Um, so speaking of buying companies, yep. Amazon is buying MGM, Oh. $8.45 billion in the large, second largest... You know, that's
0: because they put in that CGI line and nobody <laughs> wanted it anymore. It just ruined everything. Yeah, we talked bad. about that a few shows ago. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what caused <laughs> it. Was, it was all downhill after that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Amazon, yeah, announced that it will acquire film production company Metro Goldwyn Meyer, or MGM, for $8.45 billion. Marks Amazon's second largest acquisition behind uh, Whole Foods and will drastically increase the number of film and television titles available on Prime. Uh, I don't want so, to subscribe
0: to another service. <laughs> I got Crunchyroll and Disney Plus and Netflix, and now I have to get Amazon Prime.
1: The real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP in the deep catalog. Uh, we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. Um, so yeah, basically, obviously, Amazon's been doing TV shows and movies and stuff for a few years now. So it's you know they they kind of an expense. MGM really hasn't been doing much in the last few years, ironically. So it's probably not a bad thing. Uh, I mean. MGM this has, has been up
0: for sale for a while.
1: Yeah. MGM has a back catalogue of 4,000 films and 17,000 TV shows. So Prime's got that straight away. Yep. <laughs> That's going to help them compete with Netflix. Watch this and um, all those
0: shows disappear from everywhere else.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: There's one place it'll still be available.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pirate Bay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, but I think, honestly, okay, it's going to be great to have that back catalogue of shows, but honestly, I think it's more the... Um, because they have obviously a history of production and TV shows, and they got the actual they got MGM Studios, like they got you know a lot of that stuff really set up. Yep. So I think in terms of produ- producing new content, <coughs> I think it'll be a good transition for them. Um, and let's face it, MGM was 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 dying. I mean, they're really probably the last ten years they really have done. Not a lot um, compared to a lot of the other, a like lot of the other brothers other, uh, or something, yeah. So, um, I think the last thing I remember MGM MGM doing was like James Bond or something, yeah. So,
0: all the James Bond would be on Prime, Prime people will be happy about that.
1: The irony is, it's one of the oldest production companies as well, it's been around for you know pre pre-sil- silent movie era, yeah. Um, it's actually a really good documentary, you can get it on YouTube. It's a two-parter, um, and it's, I think it's. I'll quickly look it up while we're talking. I think it's called the History of MGM. Ah, uh, it's an official document, uh, documentary they released. Um,
0: that's well, two big studios because um, Fox was sold to Disney.
1: <coughs> mm. I wonder who's next. Um, remember it's funny because remember we were talking a couple weeks ago about how they've um, the, the history of the line. Like they have just updated their line. so that's funny um but yeah there's i'm trying trying to look it up quickly what it is there's something about the history of mgm or story of mgm something like that it's called yeah and it starts off yeah way back in the day when they were a silent movie company and buck and white and moving forward and how they adapted to change and overcome all the dramas and all the wartime stuff and how they introduced sound and color and yeah um and yeah, it's it's a really good documentary if you can find it. Um it's it's definitely worth the watch. It's got a lot of really good archival footage in it, a lot of really interesting stuff. So it'd be interesting to see the new I mean, it's it's a new um a new uh evolutionary path for them, I suppose. Like, you know, yeah. they they adapted from silent film to audio film then they adapted from black and white to colour and you know so it's just another transition phase for them really yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with like their theme parks like the MGM studios and stuff like that yeah (coughs) see if they change or stay the same or whatever
0: Video game and hardware studio Valve has been secretly building a Switch-like portable PC designed to run a large number of games on the Steam PC platform via Linux, and it could launch supply chain willing by the year's end. Multiple sources familiar with the matter have confirmed that the hardware has been in development for some time, and this week Valve itself pointed to the device by slipping new hardware-related code into the latest version of Steam. This company's popular PC gaming storefront and ecosystem. On Tuesday, SteamDB operator Pavel Judnik spotted the change in Steam's code, which pointed to a new device named SteamPal. The name was derivative of previously discovered code term Neptune, which began appearing in September of last year and came with the Neptune Optimized Games string. At the time, curious code crawlers with this discovery referred to some type of controller Technically, that's true. The Steam pal, whose name we're putting in square, it says scare quotes. I don't think it's scare quotes. I think it's square quotes.
1: Square quotes? Air quotes.
0: <laughs> because we do not have confirmation of the device's final name. It's an all in one <clears throat> PC with gamepad controls and a touchscreen. In other words, it looks and functions like a Nintendo Switch albeit without removable Joy-Con controller functionality. It's probably a good thing, cause a lot of people complaining about Joy-Con drift and stuff mm. these days and have to get them replaced. Steam Power will feature a system on a chip likely coming from either Intel or AMD, not Nvidia. The <laughs> aforementioned Switch-like <laughs> PC manufacturers have leaned on both AMD and Intel for their products. It's unclear whether Valve will release multiple SKUs to offer customers a choice of power level, battery life and other specs, as other Switch-like PCs have offered over the past year. At least one Steam Pal prototype version is quite wide compared to the Nintendo Switch. This extra width accommodates a slew of control options. No Val is not likely is likely not slapping an entire QWERTY keyboard <clears> onto <throat> the system, but the company has packed in a standard array of gamepad buttons and triggers, along with a pair of joysticks and at least one thumb-sized touch pad, in addition to the touch-sensitive screen. The Steam PAL's touchpad is likely smaller than the pair of touchpads that came standard with every Steam controller. Steam PAL's switch-like properties will include the option to dock to larger monitors via its USB-C type C port, but don't have firm details on exactly how that connection will work or whether Valve has any plans for an eventual Steam PAL dock. Sounds interesting.
1: It'll be interesting. Um, A few companies have tried this. They're not the first to do it. But uh, they, they certainly certain... got
0: a big catalogue of games that could go onto it quickly that's what and I was easily.
1: So yeah, they're definitely one of the one of the bigger companies that's tried it. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, yep. it, I, I can't imagine it playing all the games because obviously some of them require dedicated hardware. Some of them, you know, different things, but. Even if it gets you through the common ones and the more popular ones, twenty p or something. I mean, even if it's only their games, they, they still have a decent catalog of games. So, yeah, you know, Half Life Three win. Yeah, that's uh, you know. Um, I don't think Alex counted. So yeah, no, that'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, and sort of how that progresses and if it. Get some other of manu- you know some other uh, makers or manufacturers interested in doing some of like that because it's That's sort of good. just it's just it's been a pipe dream for a lot of companies. for long. I remember. What well, when was when do I remember Steam being sort of announced as a thing? Probably will have to be where Android and Apple were sort of just starting in the phone market, and I remember a thing saying, "Oh, we've got this." device and you don't need a computer it just plugs into the internet and you can play games and yeah, which it did technically work but you had lag spikes you had ping issues you had rendering issues like all this stuff they'll, they'll try and do it the wrong way they'll trying to use a a cheap device and stream the game to you stream the game and let the server handle the rendering and the and the That's movement what the, and everything the
0: google stadium does
1: yeah but back then, they didn't have the the, the technology to Apparently do it.
0: Apparently, it doesn't do it well either. There's rumours people
1: think it might die. Yeah, possibly. Um, but now, it looks like they've gone the other way. Hardware's got to the point where it's cheap enough, where they can make the game play locally, and they've only got to try and stream the data, which really reduces your IP and ping uh, yeah, ping times and, and data packet transmissions yeah, and stuff. just send it all UDP. It'll still... It will still be an issue, but no more of an issue than it is on a standard game that you're playing online through Steam, anyway. Because, yeah, you know, it's not going to be like you're trying to move left and then you have a packet drop and a packet loss, and then by the time it gets back to you, you've moved right three foot. You know, like. <laughs> so. I wonder
0: if they'd run it over five G. That would be interesting.
1: <clears throat> well, in theory, is no reason why you couldn't. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could tether it to your phone, but it would be better if you could whack a sim in there and then play it just about anywhere yeah um, there's so many games that you can't play offline
1: there really is a lot and it's getting ridiculous. worse I didn't have internet here a couple weeks back um, and I think in my steam well you've seen my steam <laughs> like it's yeah, stupid how many a, games I've got I think in there
0: five, at least five games in there
1: <laughs> yeah at least um. Well, having said that, I think there may have been five games I could have played offline. Like, yeah. I think literally every single one of them wouldn't work except. Call you Mister the Humble bum- Bundle. <clears throat> yeah, humble bundle. Yeah, I think there was um like Legos Adventures or something, Minecraft, and even Minecraft now complains that it's not online. Ah. Uh. Um. There was a couple of driving games, and I think that's about it. Even single player games that have no references online don't yep. let you play offline it's like for crying no. out loud
0: you know why all well, their analytic, analytics code is in there analyse everything you do and where you go and what you do and what you press on and what. every single thing about it is analytics and it's ridiculous because the game won't run just because they want to capture all that data
1: at least put a fallback in there to say if there's no internet connection or if the steam servers are down at least let you play it yeah no. you know <laughs> they won't do it so. So Any dumb. more from you? We're um, up to just our a, hour. Yeah, just a quick tip that I uh, somebody told me about the other day. They have a uh, iPhone, it doesn't. Well, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't work on Android. I did do a quick Google search and, and couldn't um, find anything. But <clears throat> they got into a serious accident and oh. uh, had a lot of blood everywhere. And they obviously you can't use your phone uh, if it's wet. Effectively, whether it's blood or water or whatever, it doesn't work. But he remembered um, that if you press, I think it was the volume up or down button, like ten times rapidly, yep. it automatically dials triple zero. Oh, nice! Even if the phone's locked, yeah. Yep. So he he couldn't um, he couldn't use the phone to call out, but he just pressed the volume button and it it, it dialed triple O. It gives you like <coughs> it pops up a screen when it's, and a siren blares. Yep. and it says it has a countdown from like five or something, and you can cancel it. So if it's accidentally, you can cancel it. But if it's deliberate, you just let it count down. Then it rings triple O at the end of it. Mine did that this morning <clears> while <throat> the phone was in my pocket. <laughs> what well, rang triple it was, I heard <laughs> brrr, it's like what's <laughs> going
0: on. It said emergency calling, so I'm like cancel, and then it has this pop up that says, if you had any numbers that were blocked due to spam or whatever you you didn't want. Those are now unblocked <laughs> for the next ten minutes because you used emergency call, and then it'll reblock again. But you can make it auto block right again now. It's like I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Why do you want people who you've blocked to be able to call you if you accidentally uh, or on purpose dial an emergency? It
1: makes sense, I guess, though, because you might have people you normally wouldn't want to call, but like if anybody answers their phone, sort of deal. You know, uh, I, I kind of understand that. But, well, you'll be calling them, so that would still work, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? You're only
0: blocking incoming calls.
1: Uh, no, I think if they're blocked, you can't outgo call either. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it completely. I never tried. You know why? I, I, because I've... I don't want no, to talk to no, those I've... people. <laughs> but I don't. I, I'm just thinking. I've got some spam in my because it's coming up with auto spam lately. I've been getting a lot of uh, huge amount of auto spam calls lately. Yep. Um. And There's
0: a new rule going into the US from one of the courts or something saying the networks have to block auto dialers or they're going to start um, fining the cell
1: companies. Yeah, no more robocalls. Because <clears throat> I noticed that yeah, on the ones that it's auto blocked f- for spam, you know how normally you scroll through your contacts list, it's got the call. Yep. Next to that, better have it. So. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I just thought that someone might. You know, find that. Just check with your particular phone. Yep. Um, as I said, it does give you a chance to call to cancel the call. So I test it, see if it works. I can't remember if it's volume up or volume down. You could Google it or you could just try it. Yep. Um, there is a service. There is a. I need to look into it. There used to be a way to do it on Android. Something very very similar, but it didn't work on my phone. Now I've got a Xiaomi. So whether the what used to work on the Samsung, it was this only a Samsung thing. I thought it was an Android thing, but it may not have been. Uh. I, need, I need to look into it a bit more and see. It's also possible I've disabled it by doing something dumb. Because let's face it, I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I thought that was a a very interesting um, interesting thing to to note. I do know on my and on my old Android, <coughs> when I had the Bluetooth headset in, if I spam if I accidentally spam the um, the call button four or five times, it would try to do an emergency call. Whether or not it works on the phone, I don't know. But yeah, so there's that.
0: I'm having a look at the um, options. The only thing I've got is um, if you're on the lock screen, swipe up and press the emergency thing. But you couldn't do that if you had a liquid on your hands. That's right.
1: Yeah, Um, that's one thing you can do with Android. Yeah, if the screen's locked, you can still place an emergency call. Um, so it doesn't stop you from doing that, which is good, I suppose. But, yeah. So... I, was I don't finding, know.
0: Um, oh, if you've got Android... Um, oh, for Android devices, the service is different. Android SOS functionality will not call 911 for you, but the phone will capture photos and audio and send text messages stuff to four people who you designate.
1: Uh, okay. Well, that seems... Well, what if you designate a triple O? Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll
0: get a text message that's missed. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Do they receive them? Well, we did a story a couple months ago, remember, about how they're implementing... Um, oh, they're going to, yeah. I haven't actually chased out to see if they end up doing it or not. They were going to implement the service where you could send them a text message for non... Well, for if you couldn't get voice or, you you know, for yep. whatever reason you couldn't talk, you could send them a text message. Whether or not that's been done, I sh- we should actually chase it up as a follow-up story.
0: You can email us about it, but I do have enabled stuff like detect if the phone is in a pocket and lock the screen and stuff like that. I just have it in my pocket. My wallet is in front of it, so I don't turn that around because the wallet could bend the screen. So I have it up against my leg and through the jeans material, which is quite thick, it detects beep, 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 and and dials.
1: What's interesting remember my one complaint when I first got this phone was that the screen would always come on regardless of how you had it set up. Well, that doesn't do it now. They fixed whatever. It doesn't come on anymore. How (laughs) you use it? Yeah, I know it doesn't come on at all anymore. (laughs) The battery went (laughs) flat, didn't it? You're
0: like, hey, problem solved. But
1: but there's been, I think I've had that phone. When did I get it for my last birthday? Didn't I? Or did I get it for Christmas? I don't know. But uh, between six and 12 months, um, I'm saying closer to twelve months, I think, and there's been like four or five firmware updates. Yeah. And uh, after the first couple of firmware updates to fix that, that was the biggest gripe I had with that. The screen was just always on. Um. Now it's not. But it's not now. They fixed that problem. It and should help your battery. <coughs> it does. Um. I was getting well. I'm at ninety four percent. I took it off charge at six o'clock this morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I no, I use a fair bit at work. I wonder, so. What yeah. I
0: Thirty-six <laughs> percent.
1: So I've used yeah, I've used six percent in eighteen hours. <laughs> so that's you know it, whereas so the I'll give them one credit. One thing, hey, their battery life's amazing on these things. Yep. Alrighty.
0: Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon and coffee.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Email us Warlock at au, and go to radio.com 24-7 back-to-back playback of tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. See you next time.
1: Bye.